Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge, now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Happy Wednesday to you and yours. Hope your Christmas hangover is uh, cured. New Year is on the way. Welcome in as we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And there's a change, Carry Roads, coming in Denver. Mm. Russell Wilson reportedly headed to the bench for the Denver Broncos. Yeah. It's um, it's not how you thought it would end. I just want to talk about more. Russell Wilson's been fine this year. I want to talk about Peyton, though. Sean Peyton is so self-absorbed, so into himself. I mean, it's it's mind-boggling. For a guy to have had the success that he's had, You obviously there's a level of competency at the quarterback position that he's had and stability that he had with Drew Brees, right? Russell Wilson, if you look at his stats and what he's been asking him to do this year, looks like he's been playing fine to me. And what this says to me is Sean Payton's trying not to take the blame for what's going on in Denver. And he's trying to place it on somebody that was already in line to be the scapegoat. And so it reeks of this guy wanting to make sure his image and his likeness is safe. And so I hate it. And I hate it for Russell Wilson, too, because he's such a good guy. But was, was Russell Wilson brought in for the Denver Broncos to be fine? Was was he was he brought in to he's, be great, right? That's, yes. that's why you trade for him. That's why you give him the contract. Sure. And if he's just fine, that's probably not living up to the expectations that you've had for him now for the second straight season. Sure. But what is he asking him to do? If you actually watch their games and their game plans going into the games – you can tell they've been leaning down the stretcher on defense and running the ball. So if he's playing defense and running the ball and he's making timely throws, he's doing that well. And so I say fine because of the numbers and what it looks like, but they were winning. And then you have a, a, a two-game losing streak here where you know they get beat pretty bad by Detroit. And then this game right here, obviously, I mean, it, it doesn't look good. But I think it's more about what Sean Payton's doing or or not allowing him to do because he looks like he's scared to be Russell Wilson. 
So there, there are some that believe what you're saying because there were the preseason comments that Sean Payton made that were not only about Russell Wilson, but were also really about Nathaniel Hackett exactly. and the job that was done. And there was some that thought that that was Sean Payton laying the groundwork. Are you saying that this is the finishing touches 100%, to that? 100%. And that's why I feel the way I feel about it because of the stuff he said earlier. Obviously, he's he's preparing himself for a soft landing <laughs> and giving himself a little grace period there. Sure, but if there's... If Sean Payton leaves the New Orleans Saints wanting something new and dives into television and then a year later just gets back into the game, mm-hmm. isn't there isn't there there more at stake for him as well to do this where he could have made a life in TV. It sounded like he at least enjoyed it, but mm-hmm. that com- the competitive juices uh, end up getting to you and you want to get back into the game. Right. Like is is it bad for Sean Payton? to want to make this move if he ends up taking over a team, which, by the way, may have been option B because we thought that the Chargers were going to be option A. We had seen him at Charger games last season. Then they don't move on from Brandon Staley, so now maybe you try to stick it to the Chargers and take the division rival. But if this is Sean Payton, and by the way, I don't think there's going to be another rodeo after this one. There may be, but this could be Sean Payton's last stint. If that is the case to the point, then why is it so bad if Sean Payton wants to move on from a guy because – this is also his rodeo in Denver. Yeah, I don't think these last couple of games are going to determine that, though. If you wanted to make that change, make that change earlier. There was plenty of opportunities earlier when they were bad to to move on, right? But now where you hit a streak, you get into playoff contention, now you lose that, it, it seems like you have to put it on somebody. And so for it not to be him, he puts it on Russell Wilson. So sure. I just see it that way. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it's an interesting point of view, and I also love to hear on how insiders report this sort of news. Yeah, I, I find it interesting, and one of the insiders uh, that shall remain nameless, <laughs> I'll, I'll end up naming them at some point, uh-huh. but ended up saying the reason why this move was made was because Russell Wilson was not looking downfield, was was not looking where he needed to look on these plays, and it became uh, quite hampering to the Broncos' offense. Mm-hmm. That does sound like a coach-sided, coach-angled <laughs> leak exactly. that is lent to an, a, to an insider, which, by the way, Russell Wilson's camp may have leaked this, but when you have that sort of information that – Russell Wilson wasn't doing what he was doing on the field. We haven't heard an official announcement from Sean Payton where he has met the media yet. Yeah. We hope to at least at some point over the next four hours that you and I are together here yeah. on Fox Sports Radio. But it does seem that it was a Sean Payton-led sort of sort of leak that you would to put that out there to say, hey, this is the reason why we are doing this. Yeah, nobody else would know that. It has to be from an inside source or somebody that's close to the close to the team, right? So... I think that I think that to be true, but everything that we've seen from Sean Payton this year has been this. It's 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 kind of on on course, part of the course for what he's been doing this year. And, and we talk about, you know, this being possibly, you know, the second second in line job for him. He took it. He didn't have to take it. He could have waited another year and done done TV some more. So I mean, that's it's really on him. I you know, and this is this is where you and I differ because I look at Sean Payton. As as the guy in, in granted, he may have been laying the groundwork, mm-hmm. but that's the reason why I think he was hired. I think when you see what happened in the first season in Denver with Nathaniel Hackett, yeah, and you look at where Hackett was as a professional, it's meant no disrespect to Nathaniel Hackett, but he was a first time head coach. Yes. 
Russell Wilson had way, way more gravitas, if you will, more leverage, uh, more say because of what he has accomplished and the power that we give a quarterback. Sure. So Nathaniel Hackett kind of comes in, and I actually felt bad for Nathaniel Hackett in the sense of here you get an opportunity to take over a team, what you feel is a stable franchise, and they give you a quarterback, which, by the way, you took the job, you were part of the the decision-making to bring him in, but now you have to compromise compromise maybe some of the things you do to fit this this very important piece that you brought in. Yeah. And for a first-time head coach to do that, I thought it was difficult. I thought at times that maybe Nathaniel Hackett maybe wanted to do one thing and then the, then Russell Wilson wasn't good at it, so he was being compromised. And for your first job as a head coach in the NFL, that stinks. Whether Nathaniel Hackett is worthy of being a head coach or not doesn't take away the fact that you may not be able to do what you want to do 100%. But this is why I, I feel that Sean Payton was brought in to, uh, for, to be the Broncos head coach, is to make this move. Because the deal was so bad, there is no other head coach mm-hmm. that you could hire, that you could bring in, that would be able to pull the trigger on a move to say, you know what? We're moving on from this. We are trying to uh, right our wrongs, cut our losses, and move on from it. You could not bring another first-year head coach and sit there and say, Russell Wilson, you're benched. You needed someone Hmm. with the gravity, with the resume of Sean Payton to say, I've won a Super Bowl. I had a prolific offense for well over a decade in the National Football League with a quarterback that is not too dissimilar to your size and what you do. And so now for Sean Payton to be able to come in and make this move, which, by the way, is not only performance-based, but there's a lot of financial basis on this because of Russell Wilson's contract and the injury guarantees that may may come into play here. But I think this was the reason why Sean Payton was hired by the Denver Broncos is because he's the only one that can actually tell Russell Wilson, you know what, you're not playing. That, that's uh, to your point of you saying that Sean Payton leads the you know has been laying the groundwork for this. It's probably the case. That's because <laughs> that's probably why he was he was hired. But in the essence of of where Russell Wilson is and where the Broncos are, this is also Sean Payton's last rodeo. And I think that allows him to now chart the his course the way that he wants to. And if it comes at the expense of Russell Wilson, it comes at the expense of Russell Wilson. Sure, but as a leader of men, if you're going to be the guy, and this kind of probably speaks to why he hasn't won more, and I'm just being serious. If you're a leader of men and your guy isn't performing and he hasn't been doing it all year, make that decision earlier. Don't wait till the the boat has sunk now, because now it it leads to us having to choose sides of, oh, was it Russell Wilson or is it Sean Payton? Now we're having this conversation, right? Where if he was playing bad and we all saw that, we saw that last year, he wasn't good, right? He comes to this year, they're in the playoff hunt, and everything's kind of fine. I mean, we could see he's not the Russell Wilson of old, but they're still winning, and so something about it is going well, but now that the ship has finally sunk, so to speak, he makes this move. I just don't like the timing of the move. If you make the move, that's fine, but I just don't like the timing of it. To your point, the Broncos right now have a playoff probability of 8%. <laughs> there you go. They're at 7-8. and eight. The Raiders are also at 7-8 and eight, uh, ahead of them. Um, but you have then this logjam of teams at 8-7, and seven, and the Colts and Texans end up playing the final week of the season. So... Neither of those teams are going to lose both of their games because they end up playing each other right. in Week 18. So that's why your chances of leapfrogging, even though the final playoff, you're you're technically one game back of the the final wild card 
uh, with the uh, Indianapolis Colts and yeah. Texans being at eight and seven, but one of those teams is not going to lose their final two games, so the most losses they can have is eight. That's why the slim chance of, of the Broncos making the playoffs is what, what it is, even yeah. though they're still in the playoff picture. And then the other thing about Sean, and I'm, I know I'm piling on. I, <laughs> it's it's, it, it's and, all right. And it's, it's, it's just because, like, we talk about how good he is as a coach. He won one Super Bowl. And he had a quarterback that's in the Hall of Fame. So let's talk about that as well. Okay. okay. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that as well. The success, we, we talk about how good he is. He's, he's fine. He may be great as an offensive coordinator, as a head coach. It's still a different – that's a different animal. And I, so that's where I stand with that. Drew Brees was a different animal yes. with Sean Payton as opposed to what was in San Diego. Like there's – and, and coming off of the injury that he came off of, exactly. So, so, so to that point, Drew Brees doesn't get to be Drew Brees without Sean Payton. Oh, it's a marriage for sure, but that's only a, a relationship with one person. I'm talking about relationships with men in the whole team. Like, there's something about if the success they had there, they were great, they were awesome. It was, it was a, they were really good. But if that's the case. What do we see? We see one championship from it, but what do we don't see? It's not like this. He's Vince Lombardi, is, and he's slinging his he's slinging his weight around. No, but is Sean Payton supposed to throw a penalty flag on a blatant pass interference <laughs> in an NFC Championship game that was so bad that see? the NFL decided to change the rules for uh, about two games of a season, and then they are like, "This is ridiculous. We can't do this anymore." <laughs> That's what ended up happening to Sean Payton. Yeah, I mean, there there are there are heartbreak losses. I I just. I, th- I think Peyton's resume speaks for himself. And I know there's some arrogance that comes with it. Way and it much. rubs people the wrong way. But there is success with it. And again, it's why I think he was brought in in the first place. You're right. Russell Wilson better <laughs> than he was last year. In fact, Russell Wilson's 26 touchdown passes that he has this year is actually tied for sixth in the NFL. It's more than Lamar. And he's, we're talking about him being the MVP. Sure, but we also know that, that touchdown passes are like RBIs. You know, I mean, sure. there's... There's there maybe not apples to apples in that situation, but it's not the ultimate stat that you look at because the situation in play calling. They're just he's 18th in, in yards. As look at the numbers here, his quarterback rating is 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 middle of the road when it comes to the uh, ESPN quarterback rating. But mm-hmm. for uh you know for this past season at about a 98 rating, middle of the road. Normally Russell's career rating is around 100. So it's not that Russell Wilson has been. Awful. Right. Last year, I think, would be complete debacle. Yes. It's just of everything involved. Yeah. He has been better. There has been times they've kept in games. Doug made the point yesterday on a show saying, you know what? These Russell Wilson games that you had in Seattle are turning out. Guess what? They're popping up now in Denver. It's the same thing. Russell Wilson, you know, running around trying to make a play at the end of the game. And, and maybe that's why we thought things were coming uh, back to normal a little bit more. But now when you've paid Russell Wilson – because you gave him an extension as well. I think the number was $70 million more than you, you would have had to um, under the previous contract. That's when you gave him that extension, as Denver did. Yeah, They ended up paying you know $121 million basically over these uh, two years that he's been with the team when it would have only been about $50 million. But now, if he were to get hurt in one of these last two games, you're on the hook for $37 million for next year. And... I, I I get what you're saying. I I understand that that part of it, 
I'm not completely against you and what you're saying. I'm just yeah. more off to the side. I'm at nine o'clock. You're at noon, and how this was handled. <laughs> yeah. You thinking that it's Peyton's arrogance that was the reason why why it was done. And I, I I don't I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I also think that's why he took the job was to make this sort of move. And whether the timing was right or wrong, it doesn't matter because in the end, that's why he was brought into Denver. He's Kerry Rhodes. I'm Dan Byer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. We are not done talking about this. In fact, we're going to go to the Mile High City, weigh in with our good buddy Brandon Cristal, covers the Broncos for KOA in Denver, and our correspondent here at the network. He's going to weigh in on how this is going to go down again. No official announcement from the Broncos, but multiple NFL insiders reporting this uh, earlier today, and you expect that because Russell Wilson was informed he's not going to be the starter. Jared Stidham going to start for Denver in Week 17. We are coming to you live from the TireRack.com studio. Shortly after the show, our podcast is going to be going up. So if you miss anything today, be sure to check out the podcast. Just search Doug Gottlieb wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to also follow, rate, and review the podcast. That's huge. Again, just search Doug Gottlieb wherever you get your podcast, and you'll see today's show posted right after we get off the air. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain, but for others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, ice, whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com, use the Tire Decision Guide. You'll get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Redestein tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas, and I don't know if you've heard about this. They bring new tires to your home or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. You'll see their Vredestein test results and special offers. They've been doing this for over 40 years. Trust me, Tire Rack is the experts. That's TireRack.com slash sports, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Traveling to watch college hoops this winter? No, you got to stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just like us. Each hotel has a unique look inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get graduate hotels and all the cool specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores, they're all in hometowns of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels has over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So the odds are there's one out there where you're going, especially games and big conferences. Check out 
all the graduate locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off a stay with the code Doug. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. He's Kerry Rhodes, the NFL vet. I'm Dan Beyer in for Doug. So we're coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. A lot of Sean Payton talk today, benching Russell Wilson. I realized uh, when someone tweeted in, they said a payment needs to be cut down a few notches. I thought they were talking about the payments to Russell Wilson. Then I realized that it was probably a voice to text, and he meant Peyton, and it just took, <laughs> took it as Peyton. Yeah. But if you want to reach us at Kerry 25 Roads, you can hit me up at Dan Byer on Fox. Today's show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Um, you, you, we shouldn't have a moment of silence on radio because it's dead air, but uh, I should take my hat off and respect that the Tommy DeVito era in New York is over. Terod Taylor named the starting quarterback of the New York Giants today yeah. in place of Tommy DeVito. Why do you say it? Yeah. <laughs> well, for, for good about it. No, he was going to be done eventually. And, you know, I think we talked about it, Dan. I was like, it's... It his Lynn Sanity moment. It, it was fun. It was cute. They weren't playing anybody. They got some wins, but yeah, I mean, he, he wasn't the long term answer there for for the Giants. And so, you know, Tyrod, proven veteran guy that can play, and you know, you know, whatever, move on and give give him some snaps. This is this is my thoughts on the deal. Yeah, and and we talked a little bit about this myself, Jason. And Doug Gottlieb were in for the Dan Patrick show yesterday. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to dive deep into this, but I do think that it was a real thing. I feel the Giants uh, became victims of the Tommy DeVito story. Mm-hmm. And when you really step back and look at it, was Tommy DeVito going to be the long-term answer for the New York Giants? No, he was not going to be. Mm-mm. Was he going to, through his play, be able to replace an injured Daniel Jones? No, that no. was not going to happen. Mm-hmm. The next quarterback of the Giants is probably not on the roster right, right now. Right. So the Giants, and you can look at DeVito's numbers, and while they are respectable, I don't know if they got to the point, Kerry, where you said to yourself, we want this more than we want that. And the that is the veteran Terod Taylor. Mm-hmm. And when Jones got hurt earlier in the season – Taylor ended up filling in for him. And so Taylor gets hurt, and then they have no other option, so they go to Tommy DeVito and the era starts. By the way, uh, not in great fashion. Like, like it, was, it was not good. It was not good early. Then as the season got on and he got more experience, and no disrespect to Tommy DeVito, he played better. But at no point, even in the scenario where they were winning games, should he have been playing over Terod Taylor. Right. And that's why I think that the Giants were victim – into the whole DeVito story that we all got wrapped up into and the whole hand gesture and the hey and the the Italian stuff and all the craze. Yeah, there was there was no point in that whole range where Tommy DeVito was a better option than Terod Taylor for winning football games. No way. And Terod Taylor came back from IR and served as DeVito's backup in a win over the Packers, in a loss to the Saints, and then last week when they ended up the DeVito era ends up being over. Yeah. So that so there's so that's the point and that would be against the Eagles that we saw on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. 
that's the point where I just I feel like the Giants made this move almost in a way to better their draft position and to continue the story than to actually try to win football games. Because Tyrod Taylor would have been their better option. Tyrod Taylor was the better option. Leaps and bounds. But again, we're prisoners of the moment, right? In today's society, if it's a cool story, we're all about it. I mean, you can look at Tommy DeVito's stats during those wins, and and you could tell it wasn't about <laughs> DeVito, right? The story was cool, and I'm all about you know kids getting their chance to shine and hopefully being able to be a backup somewhere else or even staying in the Giants and making money and making a living. But you could see the first game he came in in relief for Tyrod Taylor, he threw the ball once. <laughs> like it wasn't – you know what I mean? Like there was I, I no – there was no confidence in what this guy could do on the field. And so, you know, to get to where and, we are now, it's 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 just it's crazy. And in the, the first game that he filled in was their their loss to the, the Jets. Jets. He yeah. went two of seven for negative one yards. <laughs> uh, then against the Raiders was fifteen of twenty. They, they were blown out. He played better at the end of that game and then they were destroyed by the Cowboys. Yeah. Brian Dable said today that DeVito earned uh the the right to start from even when, when Taylor was healthy based on his performances against the Patriots and based on his performance against the Commanders. Mm -hmm. He was 17 of 25 for 191 yards and one touchdown against New England. Mm -hmm. That proves into a very nice passer rating of 103.9. Yes. The week before against Washington, again, the Commanders turned the ball over six times in that game. But still, DeVito threw for 246 yards, Mm -hmm. three touchdowns, a passer rating of 137.7. The reason why these numbers are important is because Brian Dable can point to it and say, this is why we started him. For sure. This is why we continued to start him. But the reason that you would continue to start him would be to either maybe he's got a future as your quarterback or maybe this is the best option. Well, he's not the best option to Terod Taylor, so that's out of the way. And he's not going to be your future quarterback. So that the only way that they – can justify it, but they can't say it, is that they were playing into everything. And honestly, when the Giants are having as awful of a year as they have been, the coaching staff in the front office probably could use something to take the heat off them. If you bench DeVito during the DeVito craze, (laughs) you're getting more heat even though you're making the right decision. For sure. So, uh, like, I, I feel that the Giants caved. In, in having Tommy DeVito start these games because of the craze that was going on, and then they were able to let it play out, and since the season was lost, they could allow that to happen. Now they've come back to their senses and realized that Terod Taylor is their best option to start at quarterback. Yeah, I love that. I love that take. It's um, it's true, too. I mean, again, you're in the lost season, in a season where you know some people thought they had a chance to be good. I didn't. I thought they would miss the playoffs even with a healthy Daniel Jones. I said that early mm-hmm. on. But when you get to a point of – like you said, the era. You start having, you know, some clicks. You have more fans come to the game. You have more people interested in what you're doing. And so that is a little mini win. You have jersey sales. Yeah. You have an agent who's now a former agent. I mean, heck, <laughs> one of our tech producers bought a Tommy DeVito jersey. No way. Yeah. Chris did. It's the only The Lions fan. Yeah. Yeah. Chris bought, Chris Chris bought, bought a, a Tommy DeVito jersey. And I'll tell you what, he was not alone. There are other people that brought it, and there's going to be a point where we'll look back and we'll laugh and we'll see the jersey and we'll remember Tommy DeVito. By the way, none of this meant to discredit Tommy DeVito, of course. Yeah, which yeah. I know sounds like we're totally discrediting Tommy DeVito. It's just the fact that I think that Brian Dable and the Giants had ulterior motives in in 
continuing the story. They weren't going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If 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 they were the ones to bench DeVito, they look like the bad guys. They look like the Grinch. They allowed the story to continue and take care of itself, and now they're doing the right thing with Rod Taylor. The only DeVito that I acknowledge is Danny. So, I mean, that's <laughs> well, where I am. Apparently until, it yeah. is with Jason, too, because at no, every man. rundown for the last week, it was oh, Danny. Oh, Jason. <laughs> it was Danny DeVito. So much. Jason, Jason can vouch for this. I said, I go, are you purposely writing Danny DeVito? I said that to you yesterday, right? Yeah. It's like it's it's one of those mind blocks I think we all just kind of get stuck on that one thing that you you just either misname or misspell continuously, and Danny DeVito is my sticking point. By the way, um, best Danny DeVito movie was when um, he was in Twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, great. I talk about that all the time. A lot of people don't have it really about Twins all the time? I do, because they're doing a new one that a lot of people don't know about yet, but they're they're, they're actually doing a remake, and guess who the third... Should I say this on... Guess who the third, because there's going to be triplets now. And it's going to be another person <laughs> added on to that. And guess who that person is? Oh, it, man. Is, yeah, so it, wait, so it's it's Schwarzenegger and DeVito and one, and, more. and one more. And and right now, I don't know if they recast it or not, but at this moment, it's supposed to be Tracy Morgan. <laughs> is that so right? Because like, remember, if you're thinking about the concept of twins, they're not, yeah. you know, they were genetically made. And so the third one could be... You know, a person of color. Sure. And so you talk about Tracy Morgan. So is Morgan. it actually called Twins 2 Triplets? It's going to be twi- Yeah, it's just going to be Twins right now. And at, it's going to be Twins 2. But yeah, you're going to have the whole doctor concoction thing that happens to be there's more more of them. So they find more more of that particular flock. I feel like this is E.T. and Entertainment Tonight. <laughs> I'm dropping bombshells on you guys right now. You didn't know that? Uh, he's Kerry Rhodes. I'm Dan Byer. Uh, Joe Flacco's been dropping bombs on opposing defenses, and the Browns are in the thick of things. Uh, I know you're pumped about it. Yes. Going to get your thoughts on that. We I got, got the update, Dan. Sorry. So it would have been right. called triplets, Jason. And right now, they're saying it's in the holding pattern, so something happened, but it was it was going to happen. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of which which of those actors are in bigger need of a, a career resuscitation. Um, Tracy Morgan's actually been been hot. He's cool. But like yeah, DeVito yeah. or Schwarzenegger? Well, I don't, I don't think they need a resuscitation because I think Schwarzenegger is getting a lot of love off of the Netflix doc. And the yes. retro stuff, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. DeVito on, you know, It's Always Sunny has got... Totally missed that series. Yeah. Have you guys so, ever seen an I episode of that? I, I know it's I've popular. I've watched a few episodes. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not an avid watcher, but um, yeah, I've, I've seen. Episodes. You're right. And Devito, I think, uh, got what the subway ad. So he's he's got some yeah. money coming in. <laughs> sure. This reminds me of the time where I was at breaking breaking Hollywood news here <laughs> on Fox Sports Radio. I may have told this story. I was at the driving range, and I I showed up. And I broke the news to everyone that Tom Brady was going to retire. Mm. And so this was a big deal. This was the first time. <laughs> okay, this is the first time he was going to retire, not the official, but yeah. the first time. So, uh, you know, just was in my car and was going to go and hit some golf balls. And so I told everybody on, on the range. And here in Southern California, a lot of people from a lot of different walks of life. And there's someone who works, you know, in movies. And they go, yeah, they're, they're shooting a movie with Brady and it's this this plot line where like these four old ladies yeah. love Tom Brady and they become the biggest fan. And I'm listening to this and like, 
this movie really sounds like it sucks. Yeah. Like there's there's no like I I didn't ever expect it to come to light. And then Brady unretires, and then we find out later that off season that it was breaking news that there was going to be this whole movie about Tom Brady, and I felt like I completely dropped the ball because I didn't realize that from the synopsis of the movie, which sounded like it stunk, that I would want to put my name on that to be like, hey, Tom Brady's going to be filming a movie with, you know, because I didn't know what the, the who the ladies were, yeah. uh, you know, at the time, and then it ends up being pretty popular, and you got, you know, big names in the movie and the whole deal, so I, I felt like I dropped the ball on that that breaking news uh, Entertainment Tonight style. I could have backed you up on that. I had, I actually had, you know, I had, actually had the audition for that. Really? <laughs> and you didn't get it. What did, what I did, did not you audition? Wanna, I, as? I did not want to do eighty for Brady. No, you, you, not a chance. You wait, you but you did audition. I did not. Oh, you I did didn't not even do oh, it. They, I, I, they sent me the audition, and I was like, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, and you're like. You're going to play the role of defensive back burned by Brady, and you're like, oh, exactly. look at this no, video. I'm good. Look at this video. Look at me guarding Gronk here. <laughs> right, right. I, I, I did not want that at all. No, it did not sound fun. And I actually sat in the theater and watched it with my with my girl at the time, and I was like, no, this is – I could have went to another movie for sure. <laughs> so. Did, did your – so did you face Joe Flacco in your career? Have I? I always forget your your window, and I told you this earlier. Yeah, I forget yeah. your playing window. He uh, was definitely there when I was playing, but I don't know if I I don't. Know it wasn't I memorable enough. <laughs> but how crazy is it that he's got his team in the thick of things, uh, and his team? I love how crazy it. is it that it's the Cleveland Browns? I love it. I love it. And he's about to play his play his former team. Hopefully, and not and and not the not the real former team that we think of. Exactly. We, we think we think he's the Ravens. Gonna, yeah, it could yeah. be an opportunity in the playoffs. Yeah. But then tomorrow night they've got the Jets, yes. a team that has been looking for a quarterback all season long and had Flacco in the fold last year. Flacco saying today, no ill will towards the Jets because they didn't reach out to him or want to bring him back. Uh, probably better because exactly. now he's about to be in the postseason with the Cleveland Browns. It is crazy it, it, being a fantasy football. Uh, you know, junkie like I am, and we've got our podcast that I do with Mike Harmon and Ryan Bershinger, and you know, Flacco has been a name that we've actually talked about in the last couple of weeks, and now it's winning time in the playoffs. Who would have thought at the beginning of the year, let alone at the midway point of the year, that your fantasy season could be hinging on whether you play Joe Flacco in Week 17 against the New York Jets? But that's where we are. Just mm. a crazy uh, story, but. Like the Tommy DeVito story, like all good things have to come to an end. I'm curious to see where this comes to an end for a Cleveland Browns uh, squad that could do some damage for how well Flacco's playing right now. You know, you know that's one of my sleeper teams, and that's somebody a, a team that I really think can do damage, and I think can win a couple of games in the playoffs. And yeah, I, I mean, the thing with Flacco is, and and what he has done for them, he he does not care. He's throwing the ball. He's throwing the ball down the field. He's trying to make plays. He's not. He's not dinking and dunking. He's trying to trying to win games, and I think that's what they needed. He shouldn't care because if if <laughs> no, and and the reason I say that is because if you were to put Dorian Thompson Robinson in, mm-hmm. Dorian Thompson Robinson does care about exactly. taking care of the football exactly like that, and the, and, he, and he should. He's a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. You don't want to make stupid plays, and 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 even though he's dynamic, there's you know things that you know you could have done that that that's why they would have turned to him in in that situation. But instead, they turned to Flacco. And Flacco shouldn't care. He was on a couch three months ago, and that's that's why they brought him in. Exactly. He's Kerry Rhodes. I'm Dan Pyer. We, oh, Jason Stewart is here. Kerry, uh, what were you doing October 30th, 2011? Because I see that you played in seven games 
Uh, Cardinals played the Ravens on oh. October 30th, 2011. Uh, yep. I was out. I fractured my fifth metatarsal in my left foot, so I was out. That's probably why I don't remember the game. There did, you go. Did Flacco? I was probably flying planes at that time. Did, did were he flying planes? Yeah, I got. Yeah, I was working on my pilot's license while I was out. <laughs> With a broken foot? Yes, I was. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Does that matter? Does your foot need to be? Is it okay if it's broken to fly a plane? Well, I was starting the. I think the healing process at that point. I'm it, sure it the Cardinals are love hearing this right now. No, they know. My defensive coordinator, uh, Ray Horton, at the time, he was. He actually referred referred it to him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, how did Flacco do that game? Do we have a do we have stats? Well, uh, the Ravens won thirty to twenty seven. So oh, it was, it was, a, it was a nail biter yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, let me get Flacco's stats. Maybe we'll hit it on the well, other. They, they, oh, hold on a second. Thirty one of fifty one for three thirty six. because I, I was out. Yeah, because right. Kerry was yeah. not playing. That's why. <laughs> it would have been a different story if you would have been in. Uh, and again, he wasn't in eighty for Brady. Kerry Rhodes not only was not in it, he didn't want to audition for it. <laughs> Hit him up at Kerry 25 Roads. You can find me at Dan Beyer on Fox. Coming up next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, live from the TireRack.com studios. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain, but for others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, ice, Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com, use the Tire Decision Guide. You'll get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas, and I don't know if you've heard about this. They bring new tires to your home or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. Go to tyrat.com sports to see their Pirelli test results and special offers. They've been doing this for over 40 years. Trust me, Tire Rack is the experts. That's tyrat.com sports, tyrat.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Traveling to watch college hoops this winter? No, you got to stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just like us. Each hotel has a unique look, inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get graduate hotels and all the cool specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores, they're all in hometowns of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels has over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So the odds are there's one out there where you're going. 
especially games and big conferences. Check out all the graduate locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off a stay with the code Doug. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. A happy Wednesday to you. Getting ready for the new year. Hit carry up at Carry 25 Roads. You can find me at Dan Byer on Fox as we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I don't have a cat. I don't have a dog. Don't have either, but if I had to pick, again, it was the cat. But again, I don't I don't make these choices. I got bit by a dog when I was five, so it kind of made the choice for me. That's why we went on the cat side of things. Isn't that crazy? We both have traumatic <laughs> incidents with the thing that we and, don't and, like, and, so and I if, think that's kind of part of course, if right? If you're just tuning in, me getting bit by a dog <laughs> is nothing on Carrie's story of why he's not a cat person. Because apparently his cereal at his aunt's was filled with fur balls. Is that <laughs> that basically what it is? I mean, think just think of like a think of a cartoon, right? Where you see it's not. It wasn't like a. You few, sure there weren't furry flakes and not frosted flakes? Exactly. Is that what it was? It, it wasn't like yeah. a few little pieces of hair. It was like a, it was almost like a big fur ball. Like you said, it was disgusting. <laughs> Scarred me for life. Yeah. Oh man, I, listen. <laughs> I, I just I know when when anybody says they're on Team Cat. <laughs> Everybody just kind of looks at him and is like, really? Like, that's the way that you chose? By the way, with a two-year-old, uh, soon to be three this spring, I am resigned to the fact that we will probably be getting a dog at some point. Yeah. I, and, and you know what? It, it, it'll probably come to that point. You'll be okay? I'll be okay with it. I'll if you be need, okay If you need it. some some consoling, I'm, I'm your guy. I got you. And, he's in, And <laughs> Kerry Rhodes is on the anti, uh, anti-Sean Payton train. I am. I I'm, am. A, I'm actually on the Sean Payton train. I'm all for it. I am. Mm-hmm. And... You're just thinking it's ego, it's hubris, it's Sean Payton being Sean Payton and Russell Wilson's the one that's got to pay the price for it? I do. I really do. I just think he's, you know, he's exuding his power here and he's doing it to the detriment of the team. I mean, you're not going to win with Jared Stidham right now. And so if you're saying the season's over, you know, that's kind of what I feel about what he's doing. Like the season's over, somebody has to take the blame and, you know, Russell's the guy right now. If they do win with Jared Stidham. <laughs> well, they might win this game. They're playing the Chargers. So <laughs> the line dropped two points. It's it, now about the Broncos by three. It? it was around five, <laughs> five and a half. But it did drop when the uh, the news came out that Russell Wilson was going to be benched. And my whole thought on it is that this is why you bring in Sean Payton because of the investment you made. Not everybody can make the move to say Russell Wilson you're not going to make it work. Mm-hmm. The groundwork may have been let, you know, laid throughout the season. We had heard certain comments. We had heard certain things. I don't know if the tipping point was in Detroit, something that we'll get into a little bit later yeah. with, with uh, how bad they played against the Lions on that Saturday night. And we saw Peyton really give it to Russell Wilson on the sideline. Uh, but again, Russell Wilson going to be benched. And what you're hearing a lot of from the insiders is that this is a smart business decision right. because it will protect Wilson from injury and that way the Broncos aren't going to be on the hook for a salary in 2024. But what that also means is that the future uh, of the Denver Broncos is not going to include Russell Wilson uh, after this offseason. So something that we are continuing to talk about. But again, just because it's holiday time, <laughs> it is a Wednesday, and it's time for... Stuck in the middle with you. It's time for... Stuck in the middle. The Midway. 
Every Wednesday, Carrie Rhodes. This idea cooked up by our executive producer, Jason Stewart. The man. And the guy who basically comes up with all of these topics presents another one for all of us to get involved in and just kind of shoot the bull. Mm -hmm. Jason Stewart, the floor is yours. Um, A very savvy way of doing this because Dan came up with this idea. So I guess I'll deliver (laughs) your idea in the segment that I I created. Yes, there you go. See, usually what happens is Doug says that Doug comes up with all the ideas. And in the segment that Jason created, right? <laughs> That's usually what happens. There it is. There it is. Yes. Um, I, and, and give me, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you want to just kind of discuss a great, a great topic. Things associated with losing and bad franchises, yeah. uh, or are we just talking about losing or bad franchises? What first comes to mind? How about this? How about losers? You know, like when you're thinking about losers, this on the heels of the Pistons losing 27 in a row. Which I just love going to the NBA standings and seeing L twenty seven like that. Like, it's truly awesome. If you lose twenty seven in a row, is that bad? <laughs> it's hard to do if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, that's why. I, yeah, I'm trying because to figure it out. All it, the NBA teams that take nights off and stuff. It, it, it's, it's amazing to not just skate by one night. It takes a level of trying to continue that, right? Sure seems like. It. <laughs> and, and again, this streak is amazing. Not only have they played. One one possession game, like one final score ended up being a one possession game. Mm. Only two of them were within five points. There were some six point games, including last night along the stretch, but there was never a four point game. There, there were only two games that were within the the Pistons were within five points of winning, and only one of those a one possession game, and that was a two point loss to Milwaukee during this stretch. It's crazy. It's nuts. So when you when you think of losers, I, I, I'm sorry, and it's still probably win a title, it's going to be this. But there's just no bigger loser than the Clippers. And I know that the narrative has changed over the last decade or so, mm-hmm. but when you just think of, when you go really look back and, and take a step back and think of all sports, there was one thing that you could always rely on, and that was the Clippers stinking. And you may see roller coasters of teams being good and then being bad, but there was always this given for so long, and I don't think that they've shed it yet despite the name brands that they have, the players they have, the playoff appearances. I just still think of the Clippers as that losing organization, and it may be because they're in the shadow of the Lakers, but when I think losing teams, losing franchises, losers, I think of the Clippers. Mm, that's a pretty, pretty, bold sta- pretty bold statement, Dan. Because they've had some, you know, they've been winning here. Obviously, they haven't won the ultimate prize yet. But, yeah, it's... There was I, so I much it. built up. Yeah. There was so much built up. Like, I don't know if McDonald's is the best fast food restaurant. It is not. But <laughs> because there is so much built up, yeah, you're just always, like, it's always an option. It always is, no matter what. And I think that and I'm not calling McDonald's losers. <laughs> it's that or their special Coke or Diet Coke, whatever they have. Well, you but, know, you know what, you know what is a losing ingredient or a losing component of McDonald's. And I've been eating McDonald's since probably college, but the ice cream machine never works. So that's that's a loss. <laughs> it is always down, and that's a fact. So we want to talk about losers. Let's talk about McDonald's ice cream machine. It is. Never in order. <laughs> That's not on my bingo card. See? Here out, it is. Out of order. That's what it says. <laughs> That's a loser. Uh, Jason Stewart? Um, I'm, I'm going to stick with the NBA just because we're on this. Um, I think what's worse than the losses, what's worse than losing on the court 
is being uninteresting and boring. And I would I would make an argument that the most nondescript team in sports is the Washington Wizards. Mm. Um, mm. I think we did this thing a few weeks ago where it's like, what is the uh, what is the Siberia in sports? Like if you <laughs> ship a guy to, to wherever, what what is the equivalent to Siberia? And I think it was on the Jordan Poole thing. The Wizards, like nobody talks about them, nobody cares about them. I I've never known a Wizards fan. Yeah. You know, two two facts about what you're saying right now and which would make it true is number one, they're moving from DC to Virginia. So there there you know, there's a, a lot of that going on. There's some truth to that. I think Washington's tired of them. And then number two, you have Christoph Porzingis, right? Had a career high season in Washington, a bounce back season where he should have been an all star, but nobody watches the game. And now he's in Boston doing the same thing. And now he's the, 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 he's been touted as one of the best players in the league again. So, yes, it would ring true there. You know, and I would think that a team from a market like that wouldn't be considered a loser's because a loser for their just nondescript and you calling it Siberia. <laughs> but maybe because they're in the mix and because the commanders are there and the nationals are there and the capitals are there, that, that, that they even get lost in the shuffle of that malaise. Like where they're not even making a dent in, you know, in, in a spot where I know the Nationals won the World Series four years ago. It seems like a long four years ago. Mm-hmm. Commanders have been irrelevant, you know, for a long time. So so maybe that would be the point. Like, I always thought it would be like Siberia truly would be like a one-city sport team. But maybe it is from the team <laughs> that has multiple, multiple uh, major sports franchises. Let me think about a, a, a notorious franchise known for losing. Is it okay for me to hop in here? Yeah, go ahead. I think it's... I think it could, it could, you could lend that to the Cleveland Browns, and obviously they're winning right now. They haven't had a, a, a real winner in a while. They've been a franchise known for not being able to find that franchise quarterback to get them over the hump. They've had a lot of them come in. A lot of them blow away through the wind on that on on the Cleveland waters and the windy windy city over there. I know that's Chicago, but it's still windy in Cleveland. So I would say Cleveland. I'd say Cleveland has been notorious for losing, and now they're maybe on the uptick. So hopefully that changes. I, I think that this is maybe unfair, and I don't know if Isaac Lohenkron wants in on this. Yeah, Isaac, go ahead before I give you mine. Lorena, you're obviously welcome as well. Isaac, well, you're, you, you you're guys, a loser. In discussing all these Washington teams, you missed the most obvious one, the Washington Generals. <laughs> the foil of the Harlem Globetrotters. Trotters, although Losers. this just yeah. in, the Washington Generals have just defeated the Detroit Pistons. Oh, wow. I thought Jason actually made a great point about, you know, it's actually worse to be boring and nondescript. I would say ever since the mid to late 80s when Dominique Wilkins was starring, when have we ever talked about the Atlanta Hawks? Now. You want to talk about... Yeah, right. Well, right. Yeah. You want to talk about nondescript franchises? They're they're not necessarily great. They're not necessarily terrible. They're just not interesting. So I, I'd actually go the Atlanta Hawks. That's that's interesting. That's not bad because even when they were good, they had their their foursome of of Jeff Teague and Al Millsap. Yeah, Al Horford. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, can I, I add something to Terry's? I, I think that the Browns are probably the the best example of this entire thing because, especially since 1999, 
because up until then, they were kind of a proud franchise that had some uh, NFL titles way back in the day. But 99 to now, they've just been losers. And the even the choice to sign or trade for Deshaun Watson was a loser move. They had an 0-16 season. By definition, they're losers. <laughs> I don't know if you could top that choice, Dan. I, I think that we're a prisoner of the moment and we forget about the struggles of the Lions. <laughs> I you know, <laughs> like, like, yeah, you know, because they were the truly the first one, the 0 and 16. They, they were the 08 Lions. They were the ones to get 0 and 16. Sure, we had the Buccaneers with 0 and 14, but get to that 16 mark. Cleveland wasn't even the first one to do it. And I think now we look at the Lions because they are headed to the postseason, and we want to move that, you know, to the side. But again, they're going to host a playoff game for the first time in 29 seasons coming up this year so i think the lions would be one i didn't want to get personal on this but i do have data to back it up and it it stays in the nfl i did think of archie manning and and it may not be fair because archie manning as a person isn't a loser but as a quarterback when you think of his playing career that was one and then i just wanted to make sure that my data was correct and it is correct he has the lowest winning percentage of any quarterback in the national football league uh, of 262 with the Saints, yes, the, yeah. and that's and you know you could put the Saints as you know part of that as well, and it may not be fair. And obviously Archie's legacy is is Peyton and Eli and, yeah. and and what you've got. But when you're talking about losing games, no one did it worse than Archie Manning as a quarterback. I, again, not personal, but you think of the Aints, you think of the bags over their heads and yeah. what they were trying to do. Yeah. That was a time during the you know in the National Football League that was real, and Archie Manning was. The quarterback then well that all changed when sean payton came so uh yeah i mean I think there that, it is, I think that was it. is. <laughs> it all goes back to sean payton <laughs> jim mora gets a little of the uh yes, you know does. the tip yes, of the does. cap you know yeah, with that does. one uh lorena you know any losers in your life and you want to no. you want Besi- you know, besides the cowboys you're surrounded with right yeah. now yeah <laughs> besides you guys i don't have much on my list that dude that wasn't uh, willing to travel 30 minutes to pick you up for a date, that, that's that's a loser, right? Yeah, yeah, no, but that hasn't even happened lately. So I'm, I'm chilling. <laughs> I'm chilling big time right now. Maybe the guy who broke into my car and stole my stuff, he's a loser. Yeah, yes. that sucks. Oh, was that, that you? That was that me. Was you. Oh, that was bingo. I get the bingo card. We got the bingo card. Oh, jeez. <laughs> We got a company email that someone at Fox Sports Radio had their car broken into. And it was into. L- Lorena. And, oh, it, and, oh, and we've now man. revealed, we <laughs> revealed uh, that it was Lorena. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. I will yeah. say, you notice one thing? We didn't mention any baseball teams because the, the lovable losers are no more, you know, with, with the Cubs. Yeah. And they're winning the title. I think that would have been one automatically that we would have gone to, but the World Series seven years ago ends up moving that aside. They were the lovable losers for a reason. And so I think that we, that's why we maybe ended up slanting towards football or slanting towards basketball and all of this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, there's a lot of losers. No, I'm joking. College, college football, I think Northwestern had it for a while, but honestly, I think Vanderbilt is probably the, the, the school that you would look because yeah. not only – and listen – it's tough enough to win college football games and then to do it in the SEC when you're so like when I think of like programs and losing programs Kansas would have been it but heck they would go and win the uh, guaranteed rate bowl last night against UNLV they're on the upswing I'd give Vandy football I guess my nomination yeah yeah it's 
That was a hard one. In college football, just so many teams that you don't, you kind of Louisville. Lose. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> no way. Just kidding. No There's way. Holiday Bowl tonight. We're in the Holiday Bowl. We're the 15th in the country, baby. That is true. Yeah. All right, that's the midway for today. That was fun talking losers. <laughs> Uh, at least nobody tweeted in and saying Dan because he chose cats over dogs. So <laughs> that, that was uh, thank goodness for that. He's Kerry Rhodes. I'm Dan Byer in for Doug Gottlieb. Just to let you know, shortly after the show ends, and we're going to be with you for four hours. We're in for Camino and Rich as well. But shortly after the show ends, our podcast goes up. If you missed any of today's show, be sure to check out the podcast. Just search Doug Gottlieb wherever you get your podcast, and be sure to also follow, rate, and review the podcast. Again, just search Doug Gottlieb wherever you get your podcast, and you'll see today's show posted right after we get off the air. Hit carry up at Carry Twenty Five Roads. You can find me at Dan Byer on Fox. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com.